Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Woodhaven Media Podcast. I'm Tommy DiNucci, and I'm here to tell you we've got a really exciting guest coming on. We've got Joey Fatone of InSync fame coming on later on today, and uh, we're excited to have him. I've had a chance to work with Joey on a couple of movies, so it's going to be great to get him on, shoot the breeze, pick his brain, see what's going on with him this summer. Uh, right now, I'm going to find out what's going on this summer with my co-host. I've got Sam Eilertson over here. What's up? And I've got Robbie Savage, who, wow, poor Robbie, man. He's holding a bag of ice up against his face. I'm not doing good. It's a, It's been a hard week. Robbie, you didn't get mugged trying to find yourself a Pokemon, did you? Pokemon Go is a is a real problem these days, but uh, um, no, it's uh, it's aggressive gingivitis. Now, aggressive no, gingivitis, no, man. You're not gonna pick up <laughs> chicks telling girls that. Let's try that I, again. I get- Robbie, what's that thing on your face from? Just say you had like a root canal. Yeah, there you go. He had a root canal. So Robbie's here with some dental work. Uh, that's not that's not a joke. He's really unfortunately sitting here with a Ziploc baggie of ice cubes pressed against the face. Uh, so he gets the uh, the you know the wounded warrior award today for uh, you know pulling through. I have the I have the medal pinned on my shirt. Yeah, well, let's not go that far. But speaking <laughs> of uh, grabbing things, uh, let's talk a little bit about the craze that's sweeping the nation this week. You can't turn on the TV, you can't go on Facebook, you can't go on Twitter without seeing some kind of reference to Pokemon Go. Now, guys. I don't know a whole lot about Pokemon. I, I remember messing with the cards a little, little bit back in 2000 or whatever, but I was kind of already out of that. I was kind of, you know, driving cars and looking for girls by then. So tell me, like, what is the deal? What's going on? What is Pokemon Go? Uh, Pokemon Go is the natural evolution in 2016 of Pokemon, you know? Pokemon was my life. It's, it was started in 1995 around here. It was a card and game, I was right? Born it was like, in it was 1994. Like, it was like Magic the Gathering, but for, with cartoons. Yeah, it started believe, with the card. Did it start yeah, with the card I game or the cartoon? It started with the cartoon, and then the card game came. Like, I actually, I, I think it was year. like a two or, for one thing where yeah, like they put they the cartoon the out time. to promote the. Card. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, and then it became very popular as a Nintendo Game Boy. Yeah, game. the first Game Boy yeah. game pretty much launched the Game Boy. So is this kind of like an updated version of that Game Boy game, but it's more interactive? Um, not really. Honestly, it doesn't keep any of the battle Shut mechanics. <laughs> it doesn't keep any of the battle mechanics, and it kind of changes the entire formula just for this little pay-to-play sort of new iOS game So it, you world. do have to pay to play it. It is a little bit of a... I mean, you can walk five miles, or you could spend like 99 cents, save yourself the few hours it would take oh, to do that. Oh, so you can, you can juice yourself it's, up it's, a little bit like one of those games. It's technically pay to win. Pay to win, but, you know, you can play as much as you want. It is kind of a nice... So uh, that means that there are some... Highly dedicated. I don't want to call them freaks, but they're probably <laughs> freaks. But there are some highly dedicated players out there that are probably pumping a considerable amount of money into this thing. Oh, right? there's there's no doubt. Yeah, people are paying like big bucks just to not have to. Uh, but they want to own their gym. They if you live next to a gym, which is the the only battle mechanic in the game, you can put your Pokemon up and say, "Hey, everybody, I own this place." And it it could be a real life place. It could be the church down the road. You say. I own this little area. That's what's uh, drawing all these people in, these nuts. See, I can already see how there would be some kind of 
turf wars. Is there, you know, they're kind of like a territorial. Are you going uh, to form Pokemon gangs anytime soon? Pokemon gangs. Well, there's already three groups. Yeah. You choose to be one of the three groups, and then they all badmouth each other. I'm a team instinct, I believe. Is the yellow one? It's, it's, What's a pansy sounding team name? There's instinct, there's valor, and there's mystic. I would have joined valor. Valor. If you didn't join team valor, I think that says a lot one. about you. <laughs> <laughs> what? What about you, Sam? What team would you be um, in, this, in this world? Yeah, I'd probably go with valor too. Valor. <laughs> I think I'm it's team Mystic River. <laughs> I I wouldn't choose Mystic. Mystic is uh the the water one. No one likes Mystic. So basically, the game is you're going around and you're hunting something down. It comes up on your phone. Is that what it is? And you, you see like a little a rustling in the grass on your phone, and then it pops up in augmented reality. You have your camera, and then it looks yeah, that's like the big. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. Go. That's why this is next level. It looks like this little Pokemon's out in front of you, and you flick your finger, kind of like in Angry Birds, but you're flicking a Pokeball at these little Pokemon and uh, catching a new friend. What more can you ask for? <laughs> well, there's already been an instance where players have been lured into, uh, you know, the proverbial dark alley and mugged at gunpoint. There's, uh, there's truth in that statement. So, I mean, you know, it's one of these things where, yeah, it's a fun little kid's game, but it's also a bit of a tool to trap some poor motherfucker who's got their head down and they're just kind of walking around like a dope trying to get... Charmander, whatever the fuck his name is, and then next thing you know, it, the steel comes out, and it's like, give me your phone. It's a great, it's a great tactic if you want to rob somebody because you you know they're gonna have a smartphone, and you know they're not gonna be paying attention to their surroundings. To be fair, to be fair, literally every child aged ten through, uh, I'd say. 30. 30 is like the cutoff point that I've seen, at least on Facebook. Through my if you're 30, you're not a child. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you mean everyone who was it. Who, who was who in the was 90s. In in that, are you yeah. saying there's yeah. a big sense of nostalgia here? There's a huge yeah. sense of nostalgia. And then it's brought into the 2016. So they also get the, you know, teens of right now that have iPhones. You know, all their parents bought them an iPhone. We all see it. And uh, now they can go out and catch Pokemon and uh, and injuries, up- injuries. injuries. What, do you, what do we make of these injuries? We have people actually claiming to get hurt, and then like a badge of courage or honor, they're posting them. They're they're posting photographs of their injuries, and hashtagging like Pokemon battle scar and all that kind of shit. Wow, <laughs> I have not heard of this uh, one. Actually. Yeah, this one, is what's yeah. going on now because people are actually this. This is not a joke. You can check this out. You can look it up. People are walking into fire hydrants. They're walking oh into God. telephone poles in New York City. They're coming damn close to walking into traffic. It's only a matter of time before someone's you know walk walks right into an intersection and gets whacked by a car. I'm telling you, he's calling it. Nostradamus of the fateful Pokemon deaths. Who knows? By the time this podcast comes out, it could have already it could have happened. happened. Right now, it could have go, just fucking happened. Go to the Facebook page now. <laughs> I think my my favorite uh, parody article headline about the whole thing was uh, "Man playing Pokemon can't find Charmander or the clitoris." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Um, well, hey, you know, I, I'm I'm not sold on this yet. Uh, to me, it sounds like. Just another way to get people to glue their eyes permanently to that three-and-a-half-inch screen that's on your iPhone. It's just another trap for people to not be constructively using their time wisely. 
Have you ever thrown a Pokeball? <laughs> I, I haven't thrown a Pokeball. I think you should give it a try mm. before you're so challenge. Uh, live on air. So so wait a second. <laughs> uh, you know I don't like to back down the challenge. Like Lays, you can't just have one. Could there be a could there is be there Pokemon a Pokemon in the studio lurking the Woodhaven? Headquarters here. I'm interested. I'm pulling so it up. Maybe some there's some like Pokemon colonist that's like already built a gym right on our own spot to make <laughs> us have to take it from. Just him. yeah, yeah, just to spite us. I'm all for video games. I, I love video games. You know, I mean, look, guys, I grew up with a you know Sega Genesis controller glued to my hands, but we have played. Man. This we have like... played Nintendo 64 in our in our times on one of our movies. Oh wow, Pokemon. So this is the song. This is what's this is what's getting everyone to get. This is all. what it's all about. Yeah. This is what's getting everyone's dander up <laughs> across the nation. And is it true? Someone does anyone have any facts for me that uh something about Nintendo just like exploding in the last week revenue wise? It's it's something like seven point five billion dollars these guys made in like two days wow. just by releasing in America and like Australia and like uh. I think this hemisphere, we all got Pokemon Go, and not even Europe has yet. Now, is is a majority of that money coming from advertisers, or is it coming from when people juice themselves up and they spend money on the personal, you know, like, oh, I don't want to wait, whatever, so I'm going to pay money. That sounds like an awful lot of money. I wonder if it's theoretical. I don't know if oh, just like you know stock value, the value okay. and the fact that I'm yeah. not sure that I, I'd it love could to get be. a factor, and I'm sure yeah. you know it, it'll come out eventually. But I'd love to know how much money they're making. I off think of it's the too soon. It was just released this weekend. The, you know, now again, listeners, we're talking about in the game you can either go for a walk to to get unlock some kind of achievement, or you can spend money to, to negate that process altogether. Uh, it, it's sort of like a self-funded way to legally cheat in the game uh quote pay to win yeah it's basically like game genie you know when you when you had that back in the day Mm. um but i'd love to know how much money they're bringing in from that they're partnered up with uh google now too so they have all the information uh anyone could ever offer them (laughs) well it's amazing because you know when we were kids You'd buy a video game, you'd go to the store, and, you know, the amazing thing about video games is the price, as far as what decade you're in, really hasn't changed that it's much. It always right. stays the same. Yeah. Like ba- I remember yeah. back in 1989, and my cousins were buying Nintendo, original Nintendo games. They were 50 bucks, 55 bucks a game. And, you know, when I was a little kid buying Nintendo 64 games or PlayStation 1 games, they were 50 bucks. And if you go to buy a game now... It's it's about fifty yeah, bucks. So it's, the, it's actually, the price has gone into, down really because of in real oh, dollars. Yeah, you're right. Inflation. You're right. Yeah, so it, yeah. It, it's pretty incredible that like the one thing that's been kind of consistent over the years that doesn't really inflate too too much are video games. But my point of all this is, back in the day, you'd go, you drop your fifty bucks down, and yeah, it was kind of expensive. But you knew that if you spent that fifty dollars, that would multiply into so many hours of entertainment that, you know, it'd be pennies on the dollar for entertainment, fractions of pennies even. But now it's different. Now they offer you the game for free, they get you hooked on the crack, and they say, hey, do you want to do even better in this game? Do you want to perform even better? Put some money into it. Invest some money into it, and then you can build the super fortress, or then you can speed up how fast you can build a, 
a tank or a whatever in a, a war game. You or whatever no longer have to wait. Yeah, so now, I mean, in theory, obviously, you know, not every kid can has the means to do this. You could spend $1,000 on one video game if you yeah. wanted to over the course of a couple months. Yeah. So it used to be you spend that 50 bucks, you plank it down, and that's it. You're, you're good to go. Now, I bet you there's little kids, and I remember my little addictive personality when I was a, a, a you know, 11-year-old little shit. I would have been begging my parents for more, you know, like, yeah. no, I gotta, I want to speed this up because then, you know, I want a better army than Jonathan down the street or whatever the fuck I would probably demand. <laughs> can you know, can so. I have my allowance early? Yeah, so, you know, God knows what kids are spending on this stuff. I, I ha- that, That's another uh, fact I would like to see. Yeah, like, what does the average kid put into one of those games? Yeah. And when I say kid, I, I don't even think that's a fair term. Nah. Because I know plenty of adults that are doing it. Yeah, I think they're making, they're definitely making more money off of adults. Yeah, they got jobs. Yeah, you got a credit card. Well, Pokemon Go is sweeping the nation. It's becoming the quickest growing craze in a long, long time, especially uh, considering the fact that it's only been out for a few days and it's generated so much money. But the question is, does it have staying power? And that's a question we're going to kick over to our technological prognosticator, Sam Eilertson. Uh I would say no. Um, I think that it's people are loving the nostalgia trip. They're loving the augmented reality. They're loving it. It's kind of new and different than uh, most games they might have played. But I'm not sure they... I'm not sure. I mean, you've actually played it more than I have, Robbie. But like, I'm not sure it's actually fun enough to want to keep doing it. Oh, oh for, no! You know, weeks at a time. I think the it is. It is ridiculously not fun. Honestly, <laughs> it's really just addictive. Tell it's, us what it's you really think, those, Robbie. It's one of those bubblegum pop songs that you yeah. can't get out yeah. of your head. It's like it's like it'll be, it'll be it'll play nonstop on the radio for a month, and then you'll never hear it again. I, yeah, the yeah. thing is, if you take a step back, take the nostalgia out of it, you say, "Wow, they should have put a little more time into this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that uh, you know what I really, I uh, I feel like if they had just taken the the most of the mechanics of the Game the Boy battles, game and trans- yeah. transitioned into the augmented reality, it would have been awesome. Like the yeah, the battles, the combat mechanics. Like you, you were, I mean, it was the it was friendly it, for kids. Yeah. Like you did, you didn't have to be a tactical genius to to beat Pokemon, but like you did have to use some strategy and know yeah, how. Yeah, you had worked. to know what's going on. The thing is, here's my counter: Why would they offer their game for free when you can just go pay for it and well, then buy a 3DS? I think, too. I, I think what I just touched upon a, a minute ago about I think they might really put a lot of stock into this whole concept of it's a new give medium it to right for free i mean yeah. guys drug dealers have been doing this for years <laughs> <laughs> give them a taste first hits for free yeah and then you gotta pay me you know so it's like hey let me lure you into this game and you'll love it and you'll get into it and then you realize wow i can get very competitive with this if i put a couple dollars into it yeah Again, about us being a media podcast over here, this is the natural extension of, uh, you know, this media, this area, gaming. Yes, shmedia media. It's now time for our Woodhaven Media Wrap-Up, the time of the show where we take a couple minutes to tell you what we've been up to and what we got going on. Uh, I think when we last chatted, we told you a little bit about our wonderful little Christmas movie, Christmas All Over Again, directed by Christy Romano. Uh, that is just about finished. We've locked a picture on that. And uh, Sam Eilertson over here is currently finishing up the color correction. Uh, a lot of a lot of folks listening to this might not know what color correction is, but it's a huge part of the movie. It's, it's a part of the movie where the colorist, the director, and the 
uh, uh, director of photography get together and actually come up with the look of the film and basically, in layman's turn, pick out their Instagram filter for the entire look of the movie. So Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so Instagram is a pretty decent way of putting it. Um, yeah, basically, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Yes, than that. I can do more. I can do more than Instagram can. Um, but uh, basically, I'm just, um, you know, setting the for each scene and for each shot, just setting the the color so it looks the way everyone wants it to look, and you know, make the make the actors look as good as possible. Um, I can even do things like you know, isolate a particular color and change its tone or its uh, saturation, things like that. Um, and, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool process. Um, it's, it's almost like pa- you're almost repainting the film in some, some respects. Like you're, you know, I can do things like add a, you know, add some darkness here, some brightness here, um, brighten up this person's face, things like that. So it's a, it's a fun process. You can give some of the suntan if they're looking a little. I think I, Tom, I think I once made you look the, like the Hulk in a scene just for fun. Yeah, that like was made really you funny. green. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, that was awesome. So Sam's been color correcting the movie, uh, basically landing that ship, and we've also been editing a, a trailer uh, for a film called House Rules. Really cool mixed martial arts movie um, about a kid who was a pro MMA fighter who basically gets wrapped up into this dark underworld of basically human cockfights, underground fights that take place on the internet uh, where you can get a secret password and log in and pay money and watch a couple of guys beat each other to death uh, and bet on it if you want. So that's the premise of the movie. The movie stars newcomer Jamie Nosher. Uh, Tom Sizemore is in the film, uh, veteran actor, really, really talented dude. Uh, Robert Lasardo, a lot of people might remember him from uh, television shows like Oz and Nip Tuck. Uh, Vincent Pastore is in the movie. Uh, Christy Romano's in the film. And uh, Kevin Nash, for the wrestling fans out there, also makes an appearance, as well as Chuck Zito. Shout out to Chuck Zito, who's a uh, you know, really cool guy and... Uh, it was, uh, there's not too many people uh, on the face of the earth that would mess with that guy, so it's really cool to have him in a fighting movie. Uh, so it was a really cool fighting movie, and Sam and I basically uh, linked up with director Jacob Cooney and uh, looked at all the footage and pieced something together, and I'm sure that'll be coming out really soon. Uh, it's been really cool to work with that, and that was produced by our good friend David Gear as well. So we've been doing that, and uh, Robbie... Why don't you tell us a little bit about your new... Uh, I know you, you finally took a crack at recording yourself playing your damn video games. Yeah, this past Monday, the new map pack came out, which is like a holiday for the whole thing. So I was just live streaming all night. and. Uh, what wait, what game were you live streaming, Robbie? That was Call of Duty Zombies, all right. one of the DLCs. Wow, so you were just cranking away, blasting them motherfuckers all night long. Yeah, trying to find little hidden Easter eggs inside this huge war-torn map. It was pretty insane. So was anybody watching? Uh, I got a few viewers. Probably no no more than three throughout. <laughs> but, you know, okay. everyone starts it's a start. It's a start. You plant these seeds, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing it for fun. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're going to be playing video games, you might as well be showing you the world. Well, what else are you going to be doing? Not- Think of the world we live in. You're going to be playing video games. You might as well, you might as well record <laughs> yourself. You're going to be painting that online. fence. You might as well record it. 
You're going to be changing your oil. Yeah, break out the camera. <laughs> hey, how you doing? That's how people get killed. Hey, that's how Cloverfield happened. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's good to hear everybody's been keeping busy. Our next guest is a really, really cool guy. I've had a chance to work with him on a few different things. We've, we've acted together in movies. I've gotten a chance to direct him in films. Uh, Sam's got a chance to, to shoot him down the barrel of a lens uh, in, a, in a film working on Army of the Damned as a cinematographer. Uh, Robbie Savage has uh, edited his, his work uh, in a commercial. We've got a long pass with Joey Fatone, and we're really excited to have him on the show. He's a multi-talented guy, um, just really good at a lot of different things. And I think, uh, above all, it's just his personality that's kind of, uh, you know, kept him so relevant throughout the years. And uh, I think that's the reason why uh, he kind of does work as much as he does. The, f- the fact is he's just a great guy to be around. Uh, and we're really excited that he took a couple of minutes to talk with us. He's uh, currently on the road with his daughter traveling from Florida, a few states north, uh, for a archery tournament, which is really cool uh, that she's an archer. Uh, nice. So we're going to get a chance to chat with him and talk to him about a few things he's got going on. He's got a new venture, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, it's uh, Fat Ones, Hot Dogs, and Italian Ice. So uh, that sounds kind of exciting. and uh, I'm hungry already. Yeah. Hungry for a fat one. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect summer food. It is a good summer food. Absolutely. So here we go. We're going to break out the telephone and give Joey a call. Hey, Joey. What's happening, man? What's going on? You're here with Sam Eilertson. Hey, Joey. And what's uh, going on? Robbie Savage. And... Uh, we're uh, we're excited to have you on. You're uh, you're traveling right now. You're on the road. Tell us Thanks. tell us tell us where you're headed. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a great way to go and to be able to talk while I'm traveling, heading from Florida to Alabama for my daughter's archery tournament. Wow, that's a heck of a clip. That's called dedication, isn't it? Very cool. So uh, <laughs> so your daughter's pretty deadly with a bow and arrow. Is that right? Yes, that's why I, I make sure that, you know, when we are home, the uh, it's locked away in a case that she can't touch. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Very cool. Uh, so you're on the road, you're traveling. We, uh, we've just been shooting the breeze here. Uh, it's kind of funny that you're on the road. Have you happened to run into any Pokemon while you've been traveling? Well, funny you mention that, actually. Uh, the pretty funny thing about it is, is we actually started the app when we started driving. So every time we went to a rest stop, we've been picking up some Pokemon along the way. So you guys must be, like, dominating the local circuit since you're on the road. You can see a whole variety of new Pokemon. I think so. I don't even know yet 100%. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have been traveling and getting stuff. So we even the thing is, is we're going so fast, we actually, and that's the thing, you actually have to pull off and walk and get to the spot that the place is at. If you're not that close, it won't. You won't be able to pick it up, or get the Pokemon, or get a what is it? What is it called? A little station or something like that. Oh, the Pokemon. Where you can pick up more Pokemon balls or something. Right, right. I'm still well, new at this stuff. That's been the that's been really the talk of the of the of the show here. Uh, just this Pokemon Go and how in the last week it's just exploded. Nintendo is bringing in more revenue than they have in years. And it's, everybody's talking about it. You go on the social media, everybody's chirping about something. Everybody's got a, a Charizard or a Charmander. Uh, I don't know what you think about it, man. What are, you, what are your thoughts on a game like this taking over? You know, it's, it's good 
bad, I think, because it's, it's going to keep people on their phone even longer now, but it's going to make people go out and get up and do stuff. You know, you actually have to, if somebody found some sort of an app that you have to go somewhere, even if you get, you know, in a car and drive somewhere, you still have to get out of the car in order to walk to the place and where it is. Like, like I said, we've been hitting rest areas and all these other places where we pulled up to the rest area and it was still too far away, even though we were in the parking lot of where we needed to to, to find the, 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 the Pokemon, one of the little Pokemon guys. Which probably leads so you to your second part where it could be potentially bad and you're being lured into some dark alley to get Charmander and you get clunked over the head and they take your cell phone. Right, exactly. You know, it's like I'm about to go find out where Squirtle is and then I get beat up. Yeah, it, it's scary <laughs> stuff. There's already been a couple cases in the, in the headlines and, you know, uh, it's just kind of a, an odd combination of this social media world where people are kind of communicating without actually seeing each other face to face. And then it's combining that right. because you actually bump into people on the street that are doing this. So. Augmented reality. When people get injured, there's injuries going on. People are like walking into telephone poles and it's insane. Right. Instead of finding a Pokemon, they're just getting poked themselves over the head with something. With some really big <laughs> scary mon. Um, exactly. <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, we're just going to keep moving through. Uh, so so what's going on with your summer aside from uh, traveling around, spending some time with the family? Yeah, you know, man, just uh, trying to make things go. You know, we've been, uh, been really working, focusing on a bunch of things right now, a couple of little projects here and there. I actually um, started doing opening. I'm going to open up actually a kiosk in the Florida Mall coming up uh, in August uh, called Fat Ones, and it's a hot dog and Italian ice place. Yeah, we, we saw something about that. That looks really, really cool. And, uh, you know, I'm sure being an Italian guy from the neighborhood, you know, food has always been a, a big part of, of your life, as it is mine. Um, so what what gave you the kind of the brainchild for that? Well, the funny part was is I saw a place, a friend of mine introduced me to a, 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 friend of, a friend of a friend, basically, that owns a hot dog place in Chicago. And I love the concept, just love the idea in general, just, just that whole kind of thing. And I was like, you know what, let me see if I can do something like that on my own. What I loved about it for me is that, you know, being from New York and just coming back to, to my roots in a sense of, like, going to Coney Island and going and getting Nathan's hot dogs, something that you remember like that, and then walking down the boardwalk and getting some ice cream or Italian ices, you know, that was the thing. You know, you get the little white cups that, you know, you sucked on it, you, know, you pull it apart after it's all done. So it's like those kind of memories always hit home to me. So it's like, why not share that with the rest of the people that may not know about those kind of things and stuff like that? So it was a... It was a fun little concept to come up with, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll, it'll do well. I mean, the responses are pretty amazing, but you know, you never know in that industry. In the food industry, it's always crazy. Yeah, but it's really cool to hear, and I'm sure your fans are excited to hear that. You know, this isn't something that you've got like a team of managers that just go and put together. Like, this is actually your baby. You're no, trying was, stuff. You're yeah, sampling was, everything out yourself. It was exactly what we did was is for me it was you know it was from the start to finish in a sense it wasn't like oh yeah i'll just get a bunch of investors and you guys make up the stuff and it was picking out from i mean everything from the from the whole thing from the decor to the to the equipment to the logo to the hot dogs i mean we've had i think what was it four tastings we had to sit down and figure out what combinations work well with others and all this other kind of stuff and we're making a little bit things that are a little bit different because with the hot dogs a lot of them we're butterflying them. We're cutting them down the middle so you're a- able to add more toppings. And a lot of times when you eat a hot dog that's not cut, when you're biting into that, a lot of that stuff just rolls off all over the place. Oh, okay. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. So it's like uh, you, you create uh, like a little uh, moat for the condiments and everything. 
Yeah, well, we got a couple different things. We got a Reuben hot dog. Uh, we have also a Cuban one that's pressed. We also have one that's called uh, a Tony or two New York, which kind of like the staple of a hot dog, which has like you know uh, New York uh, like sweet red onions. It also has you know sauerkraut and mustard and, and relish that kind of stuff. Then we also have the one called the fat one, uh, which is a bigger hot dog, which is it's 100% Angus black beef, and then it's also got fries, mozzarella, mozzarella cheese, nacho cheese. Um, pepperoni, um, uh, it's like pretty much everything but the kitchen sink in that hot dog. But then we have also another one, which is kind of fun, which is like these five little mini hot dogs, and we call that a boy bander, which is kind of all, oh, the, taste, awesome. uh, all, the, all the signature hot dogs that we have. So you get it to sample, basically. So they're like hot dogs. Make up your mind. They're like sliders, yeah. kind of, for hot dogs. Exactly. We got a little sampler for everybody, so it's kind of cool. And you actually stuff fries into the hot dog, into the hot dog bun? So you you actually stuff the French fries into the hot dog bun? Is that correct? Well, it's just basically in the in the hot on the, on top of it. French fries are on top of it. Instead of it being you know in a basket or something like that, the French fries are actually part of the hot dog. So so it sounds kind of like uh, it, it's kind of like the the for the foodie out there, if you're looking for something that's not just your ordinary typical hot dog, you get something with a little extra panache, something with a little creativity behind it. Exactly, exactly. And the beauty, beauty part of it is that, you know, people are plain Jane, so if people like plain Jane stuff, you can order a regular hot dog. We also have another one called Gone Hollywood, which has guacamole, onions, uh, and also, uh, I believe, mozzarella cheese on that as well. For so the superstar. Uh, so that's like a little bit, it's a little healthier? Is that like the healthy version? Yeah, we're, we're trying, yeah, so we're also trying to get a healthier side of it, too. Obviously, it's our first, our first kiosk, our first kind of store, so we're still trying tribulations of what works and what doesn't so again it's not even open up yet so we're just keeping our fingers crossed well that must be exciting and that must be uh keeping you plenty busy i'm sure um but i'm wondering we, the guys and i were also talking uh, i know you're a huge star wars guy and uh i know uh there's a new star wars film coming out it's rogue squadron it's getting some uh not so positive some, some kind of negative news uh you know studio executives are ordering for reshoots what are your thoughts on them cranking out a Star Wars movie every single year? Is it too much? Um, you know, I, I think it's exciting for me since, you know, the Star Wars, you know, for me, and I think for J.J. Abrams that, you know, obviously did The uh, Force Awakens, I think he did a pretty good job. He's, he played it pretty safe, I think, for this for that first one, for him. And who knows what's going to happen coming up. You know, I think that's when it's going to take a little bit of a turn and kind of not go away from what George Lucas had, but I think possibly, you know, do certain things that maybe Abrams would do, you know, differently than what George would do. You, you think know? he's going to so try I, and make it his own a little bit more? Yeah, it's going to be time for him to make it his own a little bit maybe on this next one. Right. Right now my, my daughter in the car is getting upset because we're flying by right now and she's trying to pick up Pokemon and she's getting frustrated because she almost had one and what happens is sometimes they actually get out of the Pokemon ball. Like they jump out of the ball so you gotta throw the ball at them again to pick them up. <laughs> so, so it's a time-sensitive thing, man. I'm, I feel really bad. We've all been there. Yeah, you'll have to tell her we <laughs> apologize for missing out on on that little guy there. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what was it like getting into my big fat Greek wedding, too, man. It must have been uh, not only uh, a cinematic uh, kind of nice return, like a little bit of a reunion for you. Uh, what was that kind of what it was like for you? Yeah, it was exciting. I mean, the cool thing about it was, is, you know, it was after 15 years uh, later that we uh, got back together. You know, we were always like, is there a sequel? Is there a sequel? And then nothing happened for a while. We were like, oh, I guess it ain't happening. 
called me up and said, hey, you know, um, I'd love for you to, to come out and play again. We're going to be uh, doing the second one. What you up for it? I was like, oh, I'd love to. That'd be fun. And I'm like, is everybody else? They're like, we pretty much are getting everybody back together. So getting in the in the room and doing the reading, the table reading, was actually really cool to sit down before we started shooting and got everybody there. It was uh, a little surreal at first. And uh, Rob Riggle actually plays a small little character in the film as well, which was funny of it, too, is when we were getting ready to shoot the scene, all of us were there, and Rob was standing there going, this is just so weird, this is so surreal. And I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, you're Rob Riggle, you're awesome. He's like, no, it's just, you know, I watched this movie, and I've seen this family, and it's interesting to be in here watching all of you work because it's awesome. So it's kind of a, a nice feeling for that. Yeah, I mean, not to get too heady with the whole acting, but in a way, that must have been kind of a, a nice little tool you could use as an actor because you do kind of have that family feel to just working with all these people again. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes they had to yell at us to shut us up to, to, to start rolling because we were talking all the time. That was the one thing. I mean, and you, you know that, Tommy. I mean, well, I've, we've, I've worked with we've you before. We've done some films together, and, you know, we've, we've had a blast doing stuff, and sometimes it's, you know, hard to, hard to, <laughs> hard to create, hard to actually act when you're hanging out having a conversation with somebody that you love hanging out with you know yeah you could certainly get distracted but you know what in my films i feel as though when the actors and the filmmakers are driving like that on set like that's when you're really working like that's when you you know it might take a little bit longer but you're going to get something special out of that so that must be oh, really of course. make them comfortable you make them more relaxed you know it's not a it's not an uptight set or anything everything's very chill so it it works better that way, I think, to, to advantage to everybody. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, you know listeners, if you don't know, Joey Fatone was in, uh, of course, Army of the Damned with me, and I got to work with Joey, and uh, that was one of those characters where we got a chance to really just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze, get comfortable, have some fun, and then there might be a line that Joey would have been like, hey, you know, what about this? Or, you know, that's when you get those little magical little, you get to try stuff and you start playing, and uh, we had a blast on that movie. And I think, like... Oh, yeah. If you were to take the script out and compare it to what you said in the movie, probably every line's different than what it was written in the script. But you know, <laughs> that's the, but those are the best takes, and I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? Like that's what you want. Well, right. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, every every script is different as far as you know what calls for what. You know, it, it, a lot of lines. You know, a majority of, of lines should be specific, and and they were written by the writer. But there's also things that maybe the character would maybe say something a little different, a little driven. And yeah, that's you start great, building you know, you your work character. With the director this ain't, like yourself, this ain't Dave Mamet. I'm not David Mamet over here, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool, man. It's good. Oh. Hey, you still I'm there? getting to Georgia right now. I didn't know if Sharazad jumped on the windshield. We lost you. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> very so what'd cool. what'd you catch, though? Wheel? No, I caught Wheel, but then there was another one that I was Mind you, I'm 39 and my daughter is 15 and we're talking about Pokemon here. <laughs> so she had two misfires. No, this is great for the show. I mean, you yeah. get to hear the this passion. This is a play-by-play. -play. You get to hear the true passion <laughs> that these people have for the game. Oh, uh, yeah. People are, people, are, again, people are luring other people in to steal their phones because they want the Pokemon or something. Hey, you know what? After hearing that and after listening to you, because I was one of these negative guys about it if you listened earlier. You know what? That just changed my whole perspective on this whole Pokemon Go thing. Let's just leave everyone alone. People are going out. They're having fun. You know, be smart. Don't be stupid. You could get mugged doing anything. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's so bizarre nowadays, but it's like, you know what I mean? It, it's always 
it's always, you know, it's sad to say that people do ruin things for other people, and this is kind of a fun thing, so enjoy it, have fun, but you know what, work, work Pokemon in groups just in case. Yes, Pokemon with a buddy who's got a Switchblade. Don't Pokemon alone. Yeah, cool, man. Well, Joey, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a safe drive, and uh, best of luck to your daughter in that archery tournament. I know Gina Davis was a crack shot with a bow, so maybe she'll follow in her footsteps. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. And hopefully she's just as small. She is pretty damn smart, my daughter. I can't, I can't complain. I have nothing... Even though she's in the car, I can't complain. I have no complaints whatsoever. So she, she messes not, up, and then I kick her butt. Is, is she pointing a bow at right you now. right now when you're saying this? No, it's in the trunk. <laughs> it's in the trunk. <laughs> All right. Well, you two have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye, Joey. Bye. Bye. That was awesome. Joey's a great guy. It's really cool to have him on, and uh, nice of him to, to take the time out of his uh, road schedule as he makes his way to the archery tournament. Yeah, it's great to talk to him. Uh, I'm hungry just from his whole. No, I'm not. Gonna yeah, I'm. I'm really now. I'm really excited to to you know see how this goes, and I, I'd love to check it out. I I, I almost want to take a trip down to yeah, Orlando. It'd be, it'd be let's great do to it, plan guys. a trip on the podcast <laughs> down there and just try it out. Yeah. Do a live live episode, uh, our live reactions to yeah. Yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, we should obviously get Fatone on again. He was great. Yeah, he's an awesome guy, and uh, it's been a pleasure to work with him on uh, a, a lot of different things. Um, I have a feeling it won't be the last time I get a chance to work with Joey Fatone again. He's all over the place. He's always uh, making something happen and working a lot and keeping busy, and uh, you got to admire guys like that. So, uh, great time catching up with Joey Fatone here on the Woodhaven Media Podcast. Well, that's our show for this episode. We really appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we hope to have you back for the next episode. We promise to have some really exciting guests down the pike, uh, and I know that our next one is going to really get you excited. Uh, I don't want to let anything I don't want to let any cats out of the bag but it's certainly going to be someone uh, with a very recognizable voice so uh, so we thank you for tuning in we hope you join us next time and uh, you know this is a really new podcast so if you if you are actually one of those faithful folks that are out there listening take the time to tell your friends about it if you really liked it if you enjoyed it make a Facebook post tweet about us hashtag us do something Share help us. us out social media yeah Give us a give us five stars on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Rate the podcast. You know, it's really tough for us, and, and we work hard to get the to get this together for you. So give a little love back and tell your friends that you know this is a good way to waste 30, 40 minutes. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>